You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hi, this is Oliver Jeffries, and you're listening to the Epic Marvel Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Epic Marvel Podcast. This is Peter Porker, The Spectacular Spider-Ham, Episode 1, covering a period of Peter Porker, The Spectacular Spider-Ham, from 1983 to 1986. I am your host, Curtis Findlay, and in this episode, I have a bunch of co-hosts because I decided... Uh, a little bit of backstory here. Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham, is uh, created. It was created in the '80s as part of Marvel's Star Comics imprint. Star Comics was specifically geared for an all-ages audience and featured uh, some original characters like uh, Planet Terry and Top Dog. And Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham, which of course is a satire for the, you know, Spider-Man. Uh, it also created. It also featured a bunch of licensed characters, um, such as Alf and Madballs, and you know, a bunch of those '80s popular '80s characters. I think the Muppets Take Manhattan got a movie adaptation that was under the the Star Comics uh, imprint as well, and it, it was really cool. Actually, you know, as a kid, I liked those issues. I grew up through the 80s, and, uh, and, and they were a lot of fun. And I think a lot of other people grew up with these comics as well. So I threw it out to Twitter and said, well, are there any parents out there who would like to do a little review of an issue of Spider-Ham with their children? And I got a good response. We got a bunch of people who said, yeah, we'd love to do that. It's very neat to me that the people who were reading Spider-Ham as a kid are now introducing Spider-Ham these same issues to kids of their own and getting them involved in in participating and talking about these comics. So we're going to talk about the first eight issues of the series plus Marvel Tales number one. That's where Spider-Ham first appeared before he was spun off into his own series. And uh, we're going to have a grand old time. So I asked people to record a little segment. They could do it on their iPhone. So the, uh, they could do it on whatever gear that they have. So the audio quality varies from person to person, but it all sounds great. And we'll be able to get a good dose of Spider-Ham. The kids in these episodes range from, I think the youngest is maybe four, I think, four or five. And then it goes up to uh, some, we have some teenagers that participate as well. So there's a wide gamut. Of course, some of them are more shy behind the microphone than others. And so some of them don't talk as much as as my kids do. <laughs> my kids are talkers. But uh, yeah, they take after their dad. That's right. But but it's all fun. It's all great. I hope you really enjoy this. It's an extra special episode. And if the response is good, we'll do an episode two of Peter Porker. And since Marvel has been releasing Planet Terry and Top Dog Complete Collections as well, we can go with those. And there's also Star Wars, Ewoks, and Droids. Those are Star Comics also. I think it'd be cool to just do more of these Star Comics episodes featuring kids. 
I love kids comics. I have a whole bookshelf full of kids comics that I bought so that my kids can get into comics that are uh, at at a, at a pace and a, a reading level and and subject matter that is appropriate for them. So let's get kids talking about comics. I want to thank all of the parents that took the time to read with their kids or to set up this, uh, set up these, the recording and then sending me the files. Uh, I couldn't have done this without you. Uh, I hope you come back for future episodes. And if you are listening to this and you say, hey, I'd love to do a little segment with my kids, then let me know. Send me an email. You can email me at epicmarvelpodcast at gmail.com or you can contact me through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, all of those Epic Marvel podcast accounts. And let me know you want to be involved, and I'll make a note of that for when we do a second episode of Peter Porker. And uh, if you just want to follow us on all of those social media as well, then you are more than welcome to, of course. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thunderquack. Yes, that is right. We are part of the Thunderquack podcast network, a network that provides tons of geek content for your listening pleasure. But enough about all that, I think we should just jump into the episodes. Okay, let's get going here with the very first issue. I'm here with my son, Milo. Hi, Milo. Hi. How old are you, Milo? I am eight. And do you like Spider-Ham? Sorta. What do you mean by that? What do you mean, sorta? I like him and I don't like him. What do you like about him? I like that he's funny. And what don't you like about him? That he's a pig. <laughs> you don't like that he's a pig? What animal would he be better as? A jaguar. Spider jaguar? <laughs> um, okay, well, maybe you can, uh, maybe I'll pass that suggestion on to Marvel and we'll see what they say. But uh, what, what was the first time you heard of Spider-Ham? In a movie called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And did you like that movie? Yeah. Did you? Was Spider-Ham your favorite part of that movie? No. No? What was your favorite part of that movie? All the battling. Yeah, there was a lot of battling in that one, wasn't there? Who's your favorite Spider-Man in that movie? Because there's like a bunch of different ones. Uh... Let me see. There's Peter Parker. Miles. You, Miles Morales was your favorite? Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, he's awesome, isn't he? So what are we going to talk about here? We actually have um, the first issue in this book here is Marvel Tales number one, starring Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. What's this story called? It's called If He Should Punch Me. And can you tell me what happens in this story? Um, so Spider-Ham um, goes to a video game place, and then and um, there's a person there called... Dr. Bruce Bunny, and um, Dr. Bruce Bunny, he um, he gets trapped in this little area, and then he gets like shocked or something, and then he turns into Hulk Bunny. Mm-hmm. And why are they at the video game, uh, the arcade? The video game arcade, anyway. Why are they They're there? They're at the video game arcade because uh, something was going wrong there. Mm-hmm. Who are the other characters that are there besides Spider-Ham and Hulk Bunny? There was Captain America. Right. And, uh, and it's kind of interesting. He is a reporter in this one because he's not a reporter 
in regular Marvel comics, like like regular Captain America isn't. So that's definitely, I think they're trying to make him a little bit more like Clark Kent, like Superman, because Superman's a reporter, right? Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Okay, so they have a big a big battle with the Hulk bunny. Is that what uh-huh. happens in this one? Uh, did you like this issue? Yes. What did you like about it? Everything. Everything, yeah. Was there a favorite part? Yes. My favorite part was when Dr. Bruce Bunny turned into Hulk Bunny. Yeah, it's a pretty cool transformation inside the video game machine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a mystery, because they didn't know who the masked marauder was who was sabotaging the video arcade. It could have, and they thought it was a couple of different people. Did you figure out who it was by the end? Yeah. Yeah, you did? It, uh-huh. That's good. It was the person who was at the, who made the platypus arcade. I mean, the platypus amusement park. Right, right. Yeah, that's good. Because he was sabotaging their place, so more p- kids is, will come to his place. Now, you like video games, right? Yeah. Would you rather go to a video game arcade or an amusement park with roller coasters? Video game arcade. Really? Yeah. So, we're planning a trip to Disney World in February, you know. Uh-huh. Would you rather just go to a, a video game arcade? Yeah. Really? What? Yeah. Instead of Disney World? Yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, well, I don't think I'm going to change my vacation plans for that. Tell you what, you can stay home and go to a video arcade, and I will go, the rest of the family will all go to Disney World, okay? Never mind. (laughs) There's also a short backup story in this one. Do you remember what it's called? Goose Rider. Goose Rider. Now, do you know Ghost Rider? Yeah. You do know Ghost Rider? Okay, I wasn't sure if you knew him He's a flaming person. Okay. I know him because I play... A Lego Marvel superheroes. Oh, right, of course. Yeah. He was at the circus area. That's right. He, yeah, that's and right. And you have to beat him. And so what do you remember from that short backup story, Goose Rider? I remember that kids were be- roasting hot, do- uh, hot dog wieners on, with, on his bike. <laughs> yeah. And also there was a sign over, all over the place that said, Try poo, get poo. Yeah, you would like that part. Always good. The poo jokes are always popular with the kids, right? Uh, okay, so this issue, did you? What do you rate it? If you were to like give it a number out of ten, how many? How many points would you give it? Twelve. Twelve. Oh, you liked it that much? Excellent. Well, thank you for being on this episode with me, and I think we will see. We'll hear from you. Uh, in a little while further on into this episode, okay? Do you have anything else you want to say to everyone? Bye. Goodbye. Now on to our next issue. I'm here with my son, Peter. Hi. How old are you, Peter? Ten. And what are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about Peter Porker, the Spectacular Sp- Spider-Ham. Which, uh, which issue? Number one. And uh, how do you know Spider-Ham? I first saw him in this movie called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because it has <clears throat> multiple Spider-Man, Spider-Man in it and Peter Porker was one of those several Spider-Men and now I know him in the comics because my dad showed him showed them to me. Is he your favorite Spider-Man in that movie? Well, I wouldn't say favorite, but he's one of the he's one of the best. What makes him so good? He's cartoonious. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Uh, and how is he different in the comic book? 
Well, in the movie, he's a little smaller, but mm -hmm. in the actual book, he's not small. Right. And the weird thing is, because... So, in the book, um, we are going to be talking about an issue called The Mysterious Island of Doc Dr. Doom. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, you have to put the emphasis on Duck, Dr. Doom, right? Yeah. Because this is not Dr. Doom. This is Dr. Doom. So, tell us about this issue. What happens? What's the story? So, Spider-Ham just defeats its villains at, <clears throat> that are robbing a grocery store. And then, and then when he gets to to work as Peter Porker, some some little kids are are helping out at at the workplace. So J. Jonah Jackal um told Spider Ham and the 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 kids to to get onto this broken plane. I don't know why. Don't ask. <laughs> and and the <clears throat> and that. And like as they're flying to the island, the pla the plane's just breaking apart. And then when they crash onto the island, this um weird, weird things are knocking out all the all the people and knocking and and while they're knocked out, these ducks, the ducks pick them up and bring them to doc doctor doc doctor Doom's court of kangaroos the court of kangaroos and that's a little play on words if you uh, you know like a, a court where you take people who are criminals to prove if they're innocent <clears throat> or guilty or people who have committed crime yeah um the if you call it a kangaroo court that means it's like uh there's there's no there's no order in the court it is just kind of out of control the kangaroo court is out of control so by calling doc by dr doom calling his court a court of kangaroos it's kind of making fun of that make, making it seem like he doesn't have any control over his own mm -hmm. his own throne room because like literally some of his people are even kangaroos yep anyways how about I t uh, tell you how the, those kangaroos even got under his control? Okay. So, what happened was, so he was first, first of all, he was battling the t fantastic fur, yeah. not four, fur. That's right, because they're all animals. The fantastic fur, and, <clears throat> and, they, and then they knock him out. They attach magnets that make him float up float into space and then he goes all the way around the world into i think australia and, which, that's, yeah, and that's, then right. the, and then he falls from the sky and kangaroo and then when he fell from the sky he the kangaroos thought thought he was a god because he because he, he fell from, from the, the sky, sky. yeah <laughs> and then there's music what's all this about music in this issue so he wants to be famous and he wants everyone to obey him i think mm -hmm. yep and so people are traveling to this mysterious island. I don't know why. They're just, I don't know why. But he, they, the ducks capture them, bring them to a prison, and then make, make them play music. And they put these things on their heads that control them. But then after, after they try doing music, it always ends up bad for the people doing the music because then... It kind of mind controls them and makes the people go like, "Who am I? Where am I?" And so yeah. But the weirdest thing is, whenever they try to do that, I they try to his, whenever he tries to do the 
do the music. The kangaroos always hate the music. So Dr. Doom is trying to make the kangaroos like the music so he could make it go all the, around the world. Hmm. But each time they always hate it. <laughs> Until P- Peter Porker goes into Spider-Man, breaks out of jail while the other guys are knocked out. <clears throat> and then, but ducks catch, catch him and they try to fight. But then he, Spider-Ham just takes them out. But then when he got to Dr. Doom's place, he, <clears throat> Dr. Doom um, and his kangaroos started fighting. But then Spider-Ham got, got um, ca- caught and, 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 but then right at that last second, those kids were doing that music stuff, but now they're, they somehow got unmind controlled. And then they gone over to this giant magnet, turned it on, and then when when Doctor Doom was gonna hit Spider Man with a hammer, the hammer gets stuck to the to the magnet as well as Doctor Doom. And then up then on the ma- then while he was on the magnet, the kids turn on the music player. Oh yeah, and then Doctor Doom starts saying, I don't wanna be a star, I want I want other people to do the music and take and make all the credit for me. But um, since they turned on the music player, it it made made it seem like Doctor Doom was singing. So, and then when the kangaroos, I, the kangaroos heard it, stopped fighting, looked up to Doctor Doom and started clapping, not throwing tomatoes at the at him, clapping. Which, sorry, I forgot to include that that they threw that the kangaroos threw threw tornado tomatoes at the at the people that did bad music. So the kangaroos thought Doctor Doom's song was actually good. Nice. So they they took a video off of the music and posted it online, and now everyone around the world is pretty much listening to it. But then when they when they got back from the island, um, Peter Porker started going back to work. But then almost everyone had ju- uh, radios, and 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 you'll never guess what was coming out of it. <laughs> the the song from I mean, that Doctor Doom was singing. But then when they got to the to the workplace, even Peter Porker's boss was still dancing to it. Yeah, and that is the end. So, uh, just a couple of notes that I want to make here. Uh, stuff that you probably wouldn't understand because just because of your age. Yeah. Uh, the 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 magnet that they use is made out of a toy called uh, Tinker Toy. I think it's Tinker Toys, um, or like a construct erector set. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, um, I know what those are. So that's something that you may not understand. I also find uh, what you, what you didn't say was the whole style of the music that Dr. Doom eventually becomes famous with is actually reggae. And they've clipped the parts of his song saying, I don't want to be a star, I don't want to be a celebrity. And that's just a nod to uh, reggae music, which is very anti-establishment 
they always want to be against things and against the government or against rules or laws or, you know, that sort of thing. So Dr. Doom's words fit in perfectly with that style of music. So, um, yeah, there's no backup story in this one. It's just a full 22 pages of Peter Porker. What did you think of this story? Did you like it? Yeah, it was really good. Did you find it, was it funny or uh, did you find it serious or what about it? It was, I don't know. It was like funnyish, but it was like funnyish, but in the actual um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Ham is way more funny. Yeah, he's kind of a zany, off-the-wall character in that movie, whereas this Peter Porker is um, actually kind of serious and just um, funny things kind of happen to him, so it's, it's kind of different. But that's cool. Yeah, thanks for recapping this issue for me, Peter, and uh, you'll be back later on in this episode to talk about another issue and also to say next up on the and the next issue that that we will be filming will include my brother milo so i hope you will stay tuned till the next podcast my name is adam chapman i'm from the comic shenanigans podcast today i'm i'm joined by my co-host for this segment um my son zachary zachary say hi Hi. So today we're talking about a specific issue uh, as part of this podcast series. So we're talking about the second issue of the uh, of the Spider-Ham book from the 1980s. So we just read this whole story, and there's two main stories in the issue. It's the Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Um, first of all, what did you think of the cover? I like it. Yeah? So you had Spider-Ham on it, and you have a, a version of the Vulture, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Although the Vulture's really not in this very much right he's only in it for like one page and then he gets taken away by the by the police now what i actually thought was interesting i don't know how you feel about this zach is i was surprised that how much of this issue wasn't about spider ham at all and a lot of it was actually about the three reporters working for uh jonah what do you think of them there there's three of them there's the the kind of the nerdy bunny there's the one who's kind of jive talking the nerdy bunny yeah that guy yeah he's hulk you think he, oh, is that is that Bruce Bunny? Yeah. You know what? I think you're right, and I completely forgot, but he doesn't do that here in this issue, so I completely forgot. And then there's like a jive talker, and then there's like another guy, but they all just work for Jameson. So their whole job is they're trying to find about what's going on with this other newspaper that's suddenly so popular that no one's carrying the Beagle anymore. And at the same time, you have uh, Spider-Ham basically just sees one of his, his villains uh, walking around in regular clothes, and he just travels and follows him all day, and finds out he's getting his, you know, his super suit uh, fixed up so he can uh, do some sort of crime. He ends up with uh, Jameson at um, a big show, and they find out that the show was actually a front. It's not; a, it was a front for a bunch of thieves who try to steal a big diamond. Um, and and all, not only are the thieves there to try and steal stuff, but so is um, the um, the criminal that Spider-Ham was trailing all day. And then also you have the subplot. Like, all, all these things happen at the same time. You have uh, Jameson's um, uh, reporters are also there, and they get the scoop, and basically you end up with this other publisher running out of town. It's very interesting. Like, what did you think of this issue? Did you like it? Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part? I liked um, when... Um when uh, trying to remember, you're you're paging through the issue digitally. Mm-hmm. What do you? Uh, what, what part did you like? Did you like when um, the when uh, the bunny uh, mind controls all the rats to help them? No. Did not because you don't like mind control. No. So what did you like? I liked uh, go back. 
I like to... Wait, wait, go back. Okay, but Zach, people are listening and they're wait. waiting for you to say something. You like Jameson? I like this one. Oh, okay. You like... I, no, I like when he gets hit oh, you in like... the face. Yes, Jameson got hit in the face with a newspaper. And it, I, I don't think it, it didn't even end up being his own newspaper. Um, so you just like the visual gag? Mm-hmm. So you like the funny stuff where mm-hmm. like the, something funny is happening on the page? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like Spider-Ham? Like, obviously, yeah. you saw him in Into the Spider-Verse. Did this feel like the same type of spider, Spider-Ham? Yes. He's kind of silly? Yes. Yeah? Um, now, at the back of this issue is kind of interesting because it's a it's kind of like an X-Men parody, right? Called the uh, the Uncanny X-Bugs. What do you think of this? I liked it. Yeah? So you have, like, a bunch of a bunch of them, and they go they fight, uh, what is his name, Meg Skeeto. And it turns out Meg Skeeto is actually a good guy now, and he's helping uh, a junkyard, and he's in... And then uh, they just go on to another adventure. Like, it's kind of silly, isn't it? But did you like it? Yeah. But then at the end, there's, like, a cover of new issues. Well, that, that's the next issue. That's not that's not the issue we're talking about. Mm. So, so you like the X-Bugs? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Did you like the... I think what you liked is you liked there's a whole page where uh, they go into action against Meg Skeeto. So you're seeing all the different things that each of the members of the team can do against him. You like that, right? Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, because there's like slice, doink, zap, bonk, pow, like a lot of really good sound effects, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about this issue? Mm-hmm. No. No? Okay. Would you read more? Mm-hmm. You would like to read more issues of uh, Spider-Ham? Uh-huh. Okay. So this was enough to get you interested in reading more uh, more issues. Okay. Well, thank you so much for, for, uh, for reading the issue with me, Zach, mm-hmm. and for talking about it very briefly. Thank you. Hey, this is John Della Rose here. I am reading Peter Porker's Spectacular Spider-Ham issue number three, The Town That Never Grew Up with my son, Mateo. He's 10 and an avid comic reader. What's your favorite comic, Mateo? Uh, Hulk. Big fan of the Hulk epic collections. I think he, have you read all of them? I'm on number four. Number four? Yeah. Cool. All right. So what happened in this issue of Spectacular Spider-Ham? Well, he was... Uh, going to the bank, or uh, bad guys robbing the bank, and he comes in, kicks their butt, and this duck Indian comes by with a map from the town that never grows old, and he starts growing young again from the corn he ate, and the paper flies away. Spider Ham doesn't care. And then J. Jonah, what's his name? Jackal. Jackal. Um, he finds the paper and he notices that it's from the city of people that never grow old and comes to, or goes um, with Peter Porker and his paper writers. Um, and they come to the town, and there's a ton of bad guys there called the Sickle Club. And they get thrown in jail with another old Indian guy that sent the young Indian. And it's called Pleasant Pleasantville. No, it's called Shangula. And the population was two because everybody left because there was gold in California. And um, uh, bad, the Sickle Club came, and 
put everybody in the two ducks in jail. So chief, the chief duck sent the little duck to find spider ham. Um, and J. Jonah Jackal found the map instead. So they came and got arrested. And they um, they escape, and the guys, the um, what's it called, the Sickle Club, um, right? Yep. So, um, they suddenly grow old because they left the town. That's what happens when you leave the city that never grows old town. And they escape and never come back. Yeah. they tripped on the beard. Very interesting. There's some time travel elements here. I guess this town has been occupied by these uh, ducks for uh, a, a little over 100 years. And th- that's the twist is that inside that town, they'll never grow old. That's kind of their deal. But as soon as they get out there, time's a little bit shifty on the way out. And so uh, the guys who have been inhabiting it have been doing so for a number of years and they grew really old immediately 40 upon years. 40 years. There you go. Uh, upon exiting the town, this is a pretty dense issue with a lot of story to it. I thought this was like a pretty, there's a lot going on in this story. Yeah. There's an iron mouse. Yeah. Did you think there was more going on in this story than a lot of other stories you read? Yeah. Um, at first Mateo was a bit confused uh, at the duck and what what he was doing there, so they set up a mystery with this whole deal. What do you think about that? Did you like you like the mystery after it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it didn't make sense, and that's why it was funny. And it was funnier once it uh, once they finished it. Yeah. Cool. Um, very know. cartoony art uh, throughout the issue, which you come to expect. I really enjoy uh, the biker gang uh, scene as they're about to leave the town and and uh, in the later fight because you see you see a whole crowd of bikers and then they get into that whole like dust storm sort of uh whirling because dust storm they, they tripped on their beards they tripped on their beards and uh just a very nice comic slash cartoony element there which is a lot of fun and then there's the backup iron mouse uh which which is another character that they put in here it's a uh six page five page backup uh at the end of the book um and uh, i you know i don't enjoy the art on iron mouse quite as much as i did on uh, the main story. Uh, the pencils in the main story are by Joe Albello, and the pencils, I guess they're, uh, I guess they're the same, because uh, it says Jose Albello on the, uh, on the second one. I'm, I'm going to assume those are the same people. But uh, it just seems a little less detailed, like maybe this, uh, this story was a little more rushed uh, than the others. Did you like the Iron Mouse story, too? Sure. Sure. Not, a, not as excited about that as he was about the, uh, the original story. It's just, I like the granny saved uh, this door guy that's right so iron mouse goes out to save the day but the uh, there's a there's old granny uh with a with a little uh umbrella and she she beats up she beats up the magneto character i forget his name actually um he is who is he uh it says you made a biggest i don't Um, know mag magnetic horse magnetic horse there you go all right overall it was pretty fun did it was do you like this as much as the hulk no. No. But it was still <laughs> it's, pretty fun? It's funny. You'd read more Spider-Ham, though? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what we got. Hope you enjoy. 
Hi, I'm Mark Adams from Mark's Mess Podcast, and Curtis asked us to look at Peter Porker, The Spectacular Spider-Ham, issue number four. So I'm here with my co-hosts, Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine, Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine, Charlotte. And Charlotte we're going Catherine. to go through the the whole issue for you. That's issue four of uh, Peter Porker, The Spectacular Spider-Ham. The first, there are two stories in these comics, and the first one is 2000 to 1 Under the Sea. Do you get the reference of that the title, 2000 no. to 1 Under the Sea? No. no. 2000 Leagues Under the Sea was a book by Jules Verne, and there were movies made of it. 2000 to 1 is a betting term. So in the middle of the book, there's a casino, there's betting, it's under the sea. It's, it's, I think it's quite clever. Anyway, this is what happens in the spider ham story in this comics. Now I've just got this all under my sea in my head. Under the sea. Yeah. Under the sea. Yeah. And I'm where it's where, that's where it's better. Take it from me. Okay, spider ham is chasing some wharf rats to, at the docks, managing to capture them because large luxury yachts suddenly appear in the water, cutting off their escape. J. Jonah Jackal wants a scoop on the story, so he brings his nephew, J. Jeremiah Jackal Jr., <laughs> along with Bunsen Bunny, Upton Adam Stray, who's some sort of a cat, and photographer Peter Porker uh, to the docks to find out that the yacht owners have uh, the boats up for sale and the story is being scooped by a TV uh, person or animal. Bunsen Buddy works on his own plan while J. Jonah Jekyll disguises a rest as millionaires to try to find out what is going on. While on the yacht, they hear singing coming from a submarine and the adults, Porker and Jekyll, feel lured to the sub to find it is a casino and they are compelled to gamble. The younger ones, that's uh, the young Jekyll and Upton, hide in the captain's cabin and they hear the truth that Captain Reno was shunned by high society because he is short when he found the singer Lisning Joymount and her power to control people by singing he exacted his revenge. Just as Spider-Ham bursts in and during the ensuing fight, the two youngsters who were hiding in the torpedo tubes accidentally get launched and Spidey is captured. The youngsters are rescued by Bunsen Bunny, who also uh, rescues Spidey when he is propelled from the torpedo tube and they tow the sub to shore after Spidey cripples the propeller. Captain Reno is caught and J. Jonah misses the scoop. So there we have the story. And the big question is, what did the two of you think? I think one of the things about uh, Spider-Ham is the modern incarnations of Spider-Ham from the uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. It has him like a porky pig character, but in this he's quite sort of, he's tall and lean. Muscular. A bit muscular as well. Right, first of all, what did you think of the art? The art was done by Fred Hempeck. And I do like Fred Hempeck because it's a real cartoony style. It was very bright. It, it is a lovely bright comic. I do like bright, colourful comics. I do think the art is one of the things that attracts you to this. It's very primary coloured as well. As most comics are. If you want to attract especially younger people to something, you give primary colours to start with. It makes it seem more basic, the primary colours. It does, indeed. What did you think of the story? It was all right. I found it quite confusing. Yeah. Because I didn't quite understand why he 
had a submarine and all, there was lots of it it seemed to be he was doing things just for the sake of it i i also got confused by the characters i understood who you know, uh, these are all analogies of people in the marvel universe so i know spider ham is really spider man it was hard to tell the characters apart sometimes because they look quite alike yeah because you start off with the wharf rats which is which I thought was quite a good pun, but then uh, Jay Jonah looks fairly close to that. Yeah, they're all like this, the same like hue. Yeah. Hue, that's a good word. Wait, like color scheme. Yeah. They've all got like a slight peachy pinky skin tone. They've all got a long nose, apart from the rabbit. Yeah, and uh, Bunsen Bunny, Jay Jonah's nephew, and the cat are all new characters. They haven't got versions of them uh, in the Mar- the Marvel universe, and I find them quite annoying because I didn't quite know where they fitted in. There wasn't much of a story to it. It was just, oh, we missed the scoop the first time. Here's a bigger scoop. Let's go get that. Let's go under disguise to get the scoop and go over the top to get a scoop. I, I I tend to agree. Right, I could have done the the synopsis in a lot shorter time. Uh, I I don't understand how Spider Ham got out of the trance. Yeah, doing how all. Why is he not trance? I thought he was an adult. He was tranced. It says here yeah, one of the so, pages: so music what? having a strange effect, putting me into some sort of hypnotic state. And then maybe, later on... Maybe his spidey sense saved him. Yeah, it seems to hint at that, but I, I, I don't know. Just for clarity, who this was... This was written by Steve Skeets. Pencils by Fred Hempeck, who is fantastic. Inks by Joe R. Albello. Colour by Steve Miller. Editor. There's three editors in this. There's the editor, Laurie Hama. There's executive editor, editor Tom DeFalco. And editor-in-chief who is Jim Shooter. He would have been the person in charge of Marvel Comics at the time. What well, one's like the highest position? That would be editor-in-chief, Jim Shooter. Uh, Tom DeFalco would end up being editor-in-chief, but uh, he also wrote a lot of uh, comics as well. There's a second story here, which is Croctor Strange, Master of the Misfit Arts, which is uh, instead of Doctor Strange. Uh, th- this one's easier. Script is by Mike Carlin, who's a, a comic book writer. Everything else is by Eric Carter. Eric Carter was a funny comic writer at the time. Anyway, the story goes like this. A duck seeks help from Croctor Strange because she is going to be sacrificed and eaten by the breaded Bormamu. We find out Strange is a bad wizard and was only able to save the duck in distress because of help from his old master, the Rancid One. Charlotte, you have seen Doctor Strange. I have. Did any of it ring a bell? Well, the character of, was it the Rancid One? Yes. They lo- they did look quite similar to the... Ancient One. Ancient One, that's it. Yeah. Catherine? Is the bread guy a toaster? I, I I don't actually know uh, the bread of Bormammu. Uh, if you remember the end of the movie, Doctor Strange movie, the Dormammu. Dormammu. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Um, it kind of looks like there was a thing from Scooby Doo once, and it had like a fire thing. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. 
because yeah. I remember that. And also from I think it's Howl's Moving Castle, there's a fire thing called Calcifer. It kind of looks like that as well. Out of these two stories, the second one is the one that entertained me the most. I actually laughed out loud at some of it because it was so silly. The fact that uh, Croctor Strange is just so bad as a magician and he can't do anything, and it's the the rancid one who comes along and saves the day. I, I I enjoyed that. It tickled me a bit more than the other one tickled me. The art was kind of like confusing to follow because there's loads of things happening, but it's like very detailed. It is. There's a lot in it and a lot of things he didn't need to put in, but they were, I mean, here is the breaded Dormammu's lair and there's lots of uh, fries, lots of food references to the whole thing. What's the clocks for? I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but in art... They showed us a picture and it was with clocks like that. Oh, you mean Salvador Dali? Yes. Yes, because he, he drew pictures like that with surrealism. And there's a lot of surrealism in comic books uh, that, that you can get. Okay, out of the two of these stories, which one did you like the most? Second one. What about you, Charlotte? The second one. Yeah, me too. I th- the first one was okay, but it, it didn't have that kick. It wasn't simple enough. To, for me to understand, I if I, I don't think I even mentioned the JJ Jackal's name uh, at any point. I had to actually go and look it up. So I would need to have read the first three uh, parts of this graphic novel to understand that. And we went straight for this one. Would it make you want to read more Spider Ham? No, because I don't like reading comics. <sighs> that, that is so disappointing. This hasn't made you want to read comics. No. Okay. What about you, Charlotte? Maybe because I like the character Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham is good. But listen, thank you very much for listening to us. If you want to hear more of us exploring the world of geekery together, you can on our podcast, Mark's Mess Podcasts. You can find Mark's Mess Podcast on our Facebook page. Mark's Mess Podcast. On our Twitter feed. At Mark's Mess Podcast without the T. Or type in Mark's Mess Podcast on your podcast catchers and you can find us there. Anyway, thank you for listening to us on the Park 5. Bye! Hey everyone, we're back with another issue. Uh, I have with me... Peter. And... Milo. And you know what? I'm just going to let them take control from here. And they're just going to have a conversation and do this podcast without me. So, do you think you guys can cooperate? No. We'll try. <laughs> no. No, we cannot cooperate. Okay, why don't you start off by telling us which issue you're going to be talking about today. We'll be talking about issue 5 of The Spectacular Spider-Ham. And it, the, the issue is called The, the Old Goat, Goat at, at home. home. So today, in this, and today I'm, I'm going to ask Milo a few questions about this episode. Then when I'm done the qu- asking questions, he's going to ask me questions. So Milo, so what's it the fa- what's your favorite part about this this issue? I like the part where Jane J Jonah Jackal. Oh, um, whenever he's making a newspaper and whenever he turns around, and something weird happens, and then he sees it on the TV, and he's like, "There was a big story to that." <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of weird. Um, Milo, what is? Um, what's your favorite character? My favorite character would be Spider-Ham. The weird thing ab- about this issue is that it doesn't actually have 
much of Spider-Ham in it. Like, it's mostly focusing on J. Jonah Jackal. And then J. Jonah Jackal goes on a vacation, and J. Jonah Jackal goes, um, it disguises as J. Jonah Jackal in order for him to not miss anything. There. Um, I feel like we said a lot of J's right now. J. Jonah Jackal. J. Jonah Jackal. I don't know, really know what to, else to say other than what is what is the weirdest part to this? Like, what's the weirdest thing that happened? Um, there is a person that was holding a the um do, the little dog that turned it out to be a really old dog. He was holding an R.I.P. card. Oh, Wait. that was just a sound effect. It made a rip. He was ripping it out, so it just said rip. Well, who cares? I think it's an R.I.P. card. <laughs> Anyways, so... Also known as Rest in Peace. <sighs> yeah, Milo can't think of anything. So now, Milo, I want you to, to ask me a few questions. First of all, what's your favorite part? My favorite part was when Yuppie Pup, at the end, um, they discovered that he he wasn't actually a kid. He was actually like an adult. Like he literally he, he was took a off grandpa. His, like he looked like a kid. He took off his mask and a beard just fell out of it. So yeah, yeah that was kind of weird. I actually thought he was a young kid. Yeah, like literally. Now, Peter, what what was your favorite character? My favorite character would actually be J. Jonah. Jackal. I sure not J. John Jackal. Not the, uh, not the girl, the boy. Not the mom, the son. Whatever. Anyways. Okay. Whatever. Um. Now, what was the weirdest part? Um, that whenever J. Jonah Jackal wanted to, well, it's the thing that Milo said. It was Milo's favorite part, but yeah, like whenever he was saying something and. Then he gone over to look back. He, yeah. But still, um, Milo, do you have any things to say before we sign out? Um, peace out. Well, see you guys on the next issue of of Spider Ham. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is Zach Jeffries, and with me is my co-host. And what's your name? Oliver Jeffries. Hello, Oliver. Um, how old are you? Eight. And you're about to start school in two days. What grade are you starting? Third. Third grade. And uh, what issue are we going to be reviewing right now, Oliver? Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Hand number six. That is right. Now, you know, you are about the same age I was when I first read Peter Porker. I remember I was I found a few issues off uh, the shelves in a, probably a 7-Eleven or something. And so I was about seven and you're eight. So we're about the same age reading Peter Porker, and this issue is called what? Salad Days. Salad Days, yes, indeed. This is one I had not read before. This was a new one for both of us. So, Oliver, why don't you tell us about what happens in Salad Days? In the beginning, Spider-Ham is chasing some jewel thieves. Mm -hmm. He captures them. Yep, he knocks them all out. When he comes home, Aunt May faints because she saw Spider-Ham. I know. Spider-Ham caused Aunt May to faint and go to the hospital. Because she got back early from 
Little old ladies social club meeting and dinner dance, not this early. Yes, I'm sure where all the senior citizens are hanging out at that time. Hey, when they caught those jewel thieves, who were they talking about as their leader? What was his name? The Master Conniver. Master Conniver. Very interesting. So they go to the hospital, right? Yep. And what did the doctor say? They have to give Aunt May a special medicine. Okay, and what happened to the medicine? Some of the Master Conniver Steve stole the medicine. Oh no! So now what are they going to do? What's Spider-Ham going to do? He's going to get the medicine back from the Master Conniver. So he's got to look around for them, right? Okay, and then, um, so he finally uh, and eventually is able to track down the Master the Master Conniver after going to some bars. He stops off at the um, at his newspaper, though, and who does he bump into? His boss? What's his name? J. Jonah Jackal. J. Jonah Jackal. And those three kids whose names I do not know and who really serve no purpose of the story that I can, uh, that I I can tell. They kind of follow Spider-Ham and they find him battling the Master Conniver and that's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. But then he does track them down and what is the big reveal? Who is the Master Conniver? Dr. Doom. Quack. Dr. Doom. And he finds him in a... A washing machine. A washing machine Mm. at a laundromat. Indeed. That's super long down. Yeah, super long tunnel down. And so what has Dr. Doom done with that stolen serum? He made... A vegetable army. A vegetable army. Because he gave it to vegetables instead of humans that are kind of turning into vegetables. Hmm, very, very smart, that Dr. Doom. So, Oliver, looking at these vegetables, which one of these vegetables would you be happy to eat? Uh. The corn. Mm hmm. Which one, which one of these would you hate to eat? The. potato. Potato. You do hate potatoes. Or eggplant. Or an eggplant. I don't think you've ever tried an eggplant before. Well, I know I don't like celery either. So then the vegetable army shows up. Spider-Ham starts taking them down, doesn't he? Yep. And the kids that aren't important went into the laundromat. They did. and They're trying to find him. And that's all they do. Um, And so what happens in the battle? Dr. Doom goes in a rocket ship that's across with a phone booth, Spider-Ham says. (laughs) Yeah, it does. He goes up very high. All right, so Dr. Doom escapes, and Spider-Ham finishes battling the rest of these vegetable armies. What's he going to do? I mean, did he find the serum? Yep, but every last drop of it was gone. <gasps> oh, no. So what could he do to save Aunt May? He gave the eggplant to the doctor so they could transplant some of the medicine from it into Aunt May. Ah, uh, makes perfect sense. Um, perfect scientific sense, I would say. And, and then, then the eggplant grows super small. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's... Arms and legs wither away. And what happens with Aunt May? She wakes up. She gets better. And that's pretty much it, right? And she wants Peter Parker to eat a big vegetable salad, but he's like, I don't want to. (laughs) He's like, I've had my fill of vegetables, thank you very much. The end. Now, Oliver, um, did you have a favorite part of this story at all? Uh, Not really. Not really? Unless Dr. Doom. Yes, I think you enjoyed the appearance of Doctor Doom. That was pretty and silly. And when my dad said "quack," yes, when I when I read these comics to my son, I do like to add my own little flair. So, about every other sentence that Doctor Doom says, I do add a "quack" in there, just to add some humor. And then there's a story after it called "Awful Flight." Awful Flight. Now you don't know much about Alpha Flight, I do don't. you? Yeah. 
I do. So I did find this story pretty funny. My dad said they make a lot of jokes about Skittles, back bacon, and root beer. Well, you read that they made those jokes, yeah. but I, I'm sure you didn't quite get those jokes. They also told me. They're making a lot of jokes about... Canadian stuff. Canadian stuff. And we're not Canadian. We live in Maryland, and... You know, the host of this show is Canadian, Mr. Curtis, and I wonder uh, what he thinks about this story. But basically, it is just a let's poke fun at Alpha Flight and Canada. And we've got some characters. And what's I like what's when this they one's? What's this one's name? Snow joke. Snow use. Oh, snow use. Snow use. And they always say A. <laughs> they do always say A. Um, and then um, instead of Sasquatch, we have what? Summer squash. And then um, other characters you probably barely know. And what's Summer Squash's real name again? Um, what was it? Walter Walrus Lamebrainski. And his real name in the comic is Walter Langwowski. His, his brain is lame. <laughs> that means he does act kind of silly. To be fair, they all act kind of silly. Yeah, they do. Um, they they definitely are taking it to Canada um, <laughs> with every line. Then they find a dollar and this. Then goes, we're rich, we're rich, and they're like, it's only one dollar. But then he finds out it's, but then they find out it's American dollar. <laughs> yes, because apparently at this time in the 1980s, the American dollar was worth more than a Canadian dollar, I guess. And what do they do with that dollar? What do they buy? Six or seven rounds of root beer and back bacon. <laughs> yes, indeed. Which was the moral of the story, I guess, that Canadians love root beer and back bacon. Yep. Um, Curtis will let you comment more on that. But uh, did you like that one, that story? Yes. Which one did you like better? Did you like Spider Ham or Awful Flight? Awful Flight. Awful Flight was pretty silly. And my favorite character was Summer Squash. Summer Squash, wal uh, Walrus Lame, lame Brainski. Yes. Hmm. Well, again, uh, he does have a lame brain. Yes, yes, he does. He does act kind of goofy. Um, well, that's it. Oliver, anything else? Did you have a, a funniest part or a. A favorite action scene or... When they said A. <laughs> when they That's said A. All right, so... And this, when you this eight quack. year And when I say quack, thank you. All right, well, this eight-year-old boy is completely um, tainted with uh, how he thinks Canadians talk now. So I guess that is uh, what we've taken from this issue. So, Oliver, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank a. you for reviewing and reading uh, Spider-Ham number six with me. A. Okay, thank you very much. All right, and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Well, hello. My name is Steven, and what's your name? Scarlett, and I'm six, and he's 100. I'm 100 years old. That's right. That's right. So, and neat dragon. And we have a dragon next to us, too. And so, his name is 100. His name is 100. That's right. So we just finished reading Spider-Ham number seven, the spectacular Spider-Ham, Peter Porker spider And then we saw a Spider-Deal. No, no, that was Dear Devil. That was Dear, Dear Devil. Devil. But let's talk about, about Spider-Ham. Now, you've seen Spider-Ham before. Where did you see Spider-Ham before? And, wait, what was the movie called? You know what the movie's called. We saw it like six times. Oh, the Spider Verse, and That's it right. was the best movie. We got to see um, the real Spider Man, and there was a guy. He fought um, the Spider Man from a different country mm -hmm. was a zombie, mm -hmm. and then we saw Spider Ham. Uh, they thought he was a zombie, but no, he, he wasn't a zombie. 
Yeah, and then we saw Spider-Him. He yeah. was a cute little fat pig. It was it was a year ago that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a great movie. You I saw Detective Pikachu and there was Mewtwo in it. Okay, but we're not talking about Detective Pikachu. We're talking about Spider-Man. So, who Okay, so well, who was your favorite Spider-Man? Who was your favorite Spider-Man? Rudolph. <laughs> Ru- Rudolph's not a Spider-Man. Dude. Spider Ham. Spider Ham's your favorite? Yeah. I like Spider Man 2099, but he only got a really brief, really brief appearance at the end. Although I also liked the, the Spider Robot. Is there a Spider Penny, Cat? Penny, Penny Parker. I, is there a Spider Cat? I don't know. There's, Maybe spi- there's, the- there's Black Cat, and she, she, she's been with Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, and does Spider Man have a pet? Uh, can Spider Man, Peter Parker, be trusted with pets? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He has a pet spider. He's got a pet spider? Do they and just like spiders him? can never hurt Spider-Man because he got bitten like 1,000 times. Wow, wow. Okay, that's cool. So let's talk a bit about Spider-Ham. What's your favorite part about Spider-Ham? What do you uh, like about him? He fights so loud. He fights loud? What, what does that mean when he fights loud? He means he goes like poof. And oh, quality, oh. Quality. okay. And so he makes quality. he makes loud noises when when he fights. Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. Okay, well, what else? Um, and he loves canned canes. Oh, of course, and like, I like it when he dropped an anvil on I think it was Scorpion's head in the movie. But when he's fighting in the comic, did you see him? Wait, drop wait, any? wait! He has a hammer. Yeah, did you see him use a hammer at all in the comic? No, I didn't see it. What happened in the comic? What did happen in the comic? He used his hand, and then he got hurt, and then he turned into a um, France, and then he turned into France. He turned into France? No, no, no. He he dropped into London because now 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 what happened with the rocket they were on? Do you remember? Uh, a bunny uh switched time, and then they had to do the war again. Yeah. Oh, so they went back in time to World War Two, right? And and the soldiers there thought that's that. Can I just tell you a quick little version? You, you can tell me. Canada always wins. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, now, now, Jonah and the kids they they were they were implicated to be Nazi spies, right? And Jonah was so mad, but they found a real Nazi spy, didn't they? And what did the Nazi spy want them to do? Kiss butt. No, no, he d- he didn't want to fight. What did the Nazi spy want? Money. No, he wanted the rocket. He wanted the super rocket, the super time traveling rocket. Mm. But who stopped him? Pig. <laughs> his name's not Pig. <laughs> What's his name? Poop. <laughs> no. What's his name? Uh, Spider Ham. There we go. Because he's a pig and pigs have ham inside them. <laughs> that's that's right. That's how that works. Okay. So, what was your favorite part? Um, when he went kapoo. When he when he fights, he makes like loud noises. Yeah. Biff pow sock sort of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. What what else did you think of this of the story? Um. Well, there was a beautiful rainbow on the screen. No, I don't. I don't think there was a rainbow, but you know what? I did think. I thought there was lots of colors. It was very bright. Wasn't yeah, it? and I like his nose. He looks so doofy in the um comic. Yeah, well, well he, he looks kind of doofy in the movie, too. Maybe he just looks doofy because it's fun. Okay, where'd, uh, 
Where do you wish that Spider-Ham would go to next, do you think? Canada. You want Spider-Ham to go to Canada? Yeah. Maybe Spider-Ham does go to Canada at some point. I don't know. Maybe he lives in Canada. But oh, he doesn't live in, in Canada, no. Where does he live? He lives in, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Is it New York or is it New Pork? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there... Is there anything else you want to say about this story? No. No, nothing? Look, it spins. Yeah, you got a spinning toy. Yeah. It's a boy sweats. Mm -hmm. Would you want to read other Spider-Ham comics? I want to read The Dealing. You, oh, you want, to, you want to read more about Daredevil? Yeah, and I'm going to make some music about it. I think what Scarlet really What does want. the fox say? Me, 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 I think what, what Scarlett wants say? is Scarlett wants to watch the Daredevil Netflix series, don't you? Right? Yeah, and Theo <laughs> likes candy. Okay, well, we're not having candy for dinner. I keep telling you that. Okay. All right. Well. Let's you, make some music for it. No, why, tell you what. Why don't you say goodbye and goodnight to everybody? See ya, everyone. And we're going to read more Spider-Ham. I want to hear it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, Curtis. Uh, my name is John Davidson. I'm a listener and a Twitter follower of the Epic Marvel Podcast. And who do I have with me today? Me. Who are you? Charlotte. Charlotte. And Charlotte, you are how many years old? Eight years old. And what grade are you in? Um, third grade. Third grade. And what are we reviewing today? Spider-Ham. What issue are we... Are we going to review number eight? So, this is from July 1986. And what is the title of this issue? Pigs over Tokyo or Kimono? Kimono? Kimono, my house. Right. So, let's talk about what happens in this issue. Okay. So we've got who is we have this explorer that's yeah. it, where he's where is he? Um, at a beach. At a beach in Japan, right? Yeah. And so his name is let's see Jacques Gusto, and he's a goose. Yep. And so they go exploring, and he comes out of the water really fast, and something really mysterious has happened, right? Yeah, something really must. Yeah, so then on TV, um, who's watching the TV that sees all this stuff going on? Um, J. Jonah, I forgot. That. J. Jonah Jameson, but for Spider-Ham, he's J. Jonah Jackal, right? I keep forgetting that. Yeah. So then he decides he's going to go over there and get a story. Mm-hmm. Slams everything. Yeah. Does so to get money. So he yeah. takes his newsboys, and then he needs a photographer too. So who does he call? Peter Porter. But what's the problem with Peter? He's sick. Right. So, but he makes him go anyway, right? He actually reaches across the panel and says, "You're coming with me." That doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's no. funny. <laughs> <laughs> so then they, they all get in the car and they fly over to Japan and, and Peter's still really sick, right? Yeah. So then they get there and let's see what happens. They're, they're like seeing all the different sites in Japan. 
And then they meet the news reporter out there, right? Yeah. And to see what's going on down by the beach. And then there's this big rumble. And like, rumble. Yeah, nobody knows what's going on. It's really scary. And then what pops out of the water? Um, Hogzilla. Hogzilla. And what is he supposed to be like? Um, Godzilla. Godzilla, right. Big Big giant green pig guy, right? Yeah. But he has tusks. That doesn't make really sense. Oh, like a boar? Yeah. yeah I don't really get that part. <laughs> so then they, he, uh, Hogzilla like storms the beach and goes into town and, and all the news reporters and J. Jonah Jackal go after him. But Peter's kind of sick, right? So he just stays. He's just kind of sitting there. So Hogzilla goes in there and, and what does he do? And I eats like soda bubble. Ah. He does what? He eats like... Soda bottles and thingy bobbers. What are those? A whole bunch of cheeseburgers? They think. I don't know. Right, and nobody can stop him, right? No. And then there's some guy just selling souvenirs for Hogzilla. So he gets a little hat, the new reporter dude. Right. Oh, yeah, you like that part. The reporter's actually yeah. wearing what? A little hat. <laughs> of Hogzilla? Yeah. So then there's some scientists, and then they what do they do? They make a weird robot that hogzilla thing yeah mechano hogzilla to fight hogzilla but what happens it doesn't last very long right he just punches like one punch and he explodes so then nothing else has worked so so what is what happens next then peter porker turns into spider ham and like does all superhero stuff right so he gets on he finally turns into spider ham Probably, we're probably over halfway through this issue before you ever see Spider-Ham, right? Yeah. And then how? what does he do? He doesn't really fight him. What happens? Um, Hogzilla catches his cold. Right. <laughs> so he, so Hogzilla just gets sick and does a big sneeze, right? Achoo. 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 And that's it, right? Hogzilla's yeah. defeated. So then this uh, film director named Kurosawa comes in and takes him off to make movies, right? Yeah. Since Godzilla's in a bunch of movies, I guess Hogzilla will be too. So then they talk about it a little more, and then they fly back home. Yep. So what did you think of this issue? I don't... I mean, I like the characters, but I don't really like the story. Didn't like the story? Why didn't you like the story? It was kind of just, like, didn't really have have any, like, important stuff earlier, except for the fighting. Well, there wasn't much Spider-Ham in it, right? He was only in, like, three pages. And then you have this cover that's got Spider-Ham battling Hogzilla. Yeah. But it doesn't really even happen that way, right? All he does is just sneeze on him. What's the Spider-Web Blaster? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's all this stuff on the cover that doesn't really happen. I thought it was a good story. It was just more about Hogzilla than it was about Spider-Ham, for me at least. Yeah, they could have just called it Hogzilla. Right. (laughs) Not really spider so then we got a backup story here, and what is this backup story? Silver Squirrel. Silver Squirrel. And so this has mostly just two characters. It has the Silver Squirrel, who's supposed to be who? Um, you remember the regular guy's name? Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. And then this other guy is the guy I like uh, from a series called What If. This is like one of my favorite series. They call He's called The Watcher, but here he's called The Watchdog. Oh, I get it. Like yeah. Watchdog. Okay. Right. But he's on the alien. So The Watcher really likes to talk. So he's just talking and talking. And yeah. the silver squirrel gets sick of it and does what? Um, shoots him. He just blasts him with his, with his energy, right? Yeah. So then 
Silver Silver Squirrel goes around, goes to Egypt, and he turns. What does he do when he gets to Egypt? He turns like all the like I don't know what they're called. The but pyramid and all yeah, that brings them to life, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Then then the, he comes in again. Um, the watchdog. The watchdog. He starts talking again. Silver Squirrel can't take it, and he blasts him again, yeah, right? Yeah, he's all So though. then where do they go next? He goes to Paris and turns the Eiffel Tower into a life tower. Yeah, so like now it's a Eiffel Tower. And then what happens? Um, Then Wattish Dog Dude comes back again, keeps <sighs> on talking, has all these weird bandages on him. Then, boom, he gets shoot, shot again. He gets blasted again, right? Yeah. So then they, he goes, starts to go to New York, and there's, what is that, the Empire State Building? Yeah. And then they, he's about to do the exact same thing again, and the watcher comes and talks, and, the, and then the silver squirrel can't take it anymore. He's like, how could you do this, blah, blah, blah. And then the watchdog finally gets sick of it, and what does he do? He um, shoots Mr. Um, silver yeah. squirrel. Yeah, he whacks him, and then what does he? What happens to the silver squirrel? He turns into a statue right. of a fountain. <laughs> right. So Watchdog ends up kind of winning that battle, right? Yeah. So what did you think of this backup story? I don't like it. So <laughs> why didn't you like it? It was just boring, but like it didn't really have anything to go. Like it was kind of just random. Like you yeah, don't was... know where everyone. Like how did it happen? Like yeah. How did he get over to the moon? And, why is he in a big bubble thingy? Oh, you saying you wanted more of this story then? No, like, I don't <laughs> want more. You don't like, want more. I, 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 Did you like the silver squirrel at least? Yeah. Oh, look. It's pig pen. It's pig pen. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. So that's really it for this issue. And then you saw a lot of these uh, old ads for, like, Oreos and things like that, too, which were kind of yeah. interesting, right? I mean, they had a like, maze. That's all I liked about the entire, like, ads. Except for the M&M ones. You like the M&Ms and the Oreo ads? Yeah. All right. Okay, well, that's it for this issue. So, yeah. Charlotte, um, they can't find you anywhere online, right? But no. they, But you, what do you do like to do with your friends sometimes? I like to make comics sometimes and what is the name of your comic cat pack and cat wonder cat pack and cat wonder and maybe we'll see those someday where you can actually buy them right maybe okay well thank you bye 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 So I hope you enjoyed that. I know that I sure did. I loved hearing all of these segments as they were coming into my inbox. It was a lot of fun. Thanks once again for everybody who participated. And just another reminder, if you want to be in on this for the next episode, then send me an email at epicmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. And I will uh, do my best to accommodate that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.